0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today, I'm with a very special guest by the name of Ellie from Ellie's Garage. Ellie, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch?
1: Well, unfortunately, I do not know how to drive a stick shift, so I would (laughs) rather go with an automatic. Well, you know what?
0: We need to change that. Maybe I need to talk to your dad, because when my kids started driving, I insisted their first cars were manuals, now as a father... And uh, you as a young woman, you probably understand this, having a dad who cares about you. (laughs) I wanted them to focus on their driving versus all the other distractions that we have today. So uh, we're going to learn about this car you're restoring, but no doubt I have a feeling uh, manual transmissions are going to be somewhere in your future.
1: Oh, most definitely.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So before we get started, could you share one little thing with our listeners today that maybe most people don't know about you?
1: That's a really hard question because a lot of the things I do that I find interesting. I promote on Ellie's garage. Yeah. I think the only thing that I don't think people know about me is that I do theater. Theater. Um, Oh, cool. mm -hmm. But that's mainly because my brother did it and I wanted to do it with him. He's in college now.
0: Ah, I see. You know, I think theater is great when you're in high school, junior high, even college. It kind of forces you to get out there in front of people and get into an uncomfortable zone that pretty much only great things happen. Do you see a relationship with that theater that you're doing with what you're doing on YouTube?
1: Most definitely. They've both helped to build my confidence and make me better at public speaking, which originally three years ago, I was not very good at it. So uh, they've definitely both helped with public speaking and self-confidence.
0: Oh, absolutely. My son did theater in high school and he really didn't want to do it, although he's a very gregarious, out there person, very strong communicator. He says this because I took him to so many car shows when he was little and kind of pushed him up there to talk to people. But he loved it and just excelled at it. And when we went to one of the, the shows, a performance they did, I sat there and looked at my wife and I said, who is that kid? It's <laughs> just amazing. Uh, very cool. So I'm glad you're doing that. Let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into your world. Ellie of Ellie's Garage is a 17-year-old automotive enthusiast who loves cars and is restoring her 1965 Ford Falcon with her dad's help. They started the project when she was just 14 years old, deciding that for her first ride, it wasn't going to be just any ordinary car. Bravo! She made a deal with her parents that if they paid for the base car, Ellie would perform the restoration and pay for all the parts needed. She and her dad started videotaping this experience because her father is also a videographer by trade, and they are recording the process and sharing it on Ellie's Garage YouTube channel. Each week, Ellie shares her adventures, trials, and tribulations... <laughs> Just what Restoring Cars is all about, recording and restoring and inspiring other young adults and probably some older adults to do the same. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsor. So give them a little love. They're the reason the lights are on here, and we'll be right back. My friends at Covercraft offer you 10 different options. That's right, 10 for your vehicle's protection. You can choose from Weather Shield HP, HD, Sunbrella, Ultratech, Reflect, FormFit, custom view shield and their newest five layer all climate cover three layer moderate climate cover and a five layer indoor option you have all sorts of ways to protect your car all of these are custom tailored by Covercraft's talented craftspeople it's the form and fit with the quality to attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965 surface protection is the best way to preserve the investment you've made in your vehicles it's what i do Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. I have a Covercraft cover for every one of my vehicles, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YAH21, 21 at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your order, plus you get free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code YAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. American Collectors Insurance is my go-to for vintage and classic car insurance. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowners insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with insurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866 ACI. Yeah, that's 866 224 9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Rains, here at Cars. Yeah, American collector's insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American collector's insurance. Jim Canova is a past guest here on Cars. Yeah, and he's detailed over eight thousand vehicles. And that kind of professional experience leads to innovation. He was tired of uncomfortable stools and creepers and being down on his knees when detailing cars. So as a result, Jim thought, you know what, there must be a better way. And he invented the Bumby seat. His unique design gets you off your knees and your bum onto a far more comfortable seating position for all your low-level automotive detailing. The Bumby seat with its patented full flat design allows you to adjust your position to the task at hand. Convenient side trays hold your car care products, tools, cloths, or a tasty beverage. Built for the toughest driveways and garage tests, the Bumby Seat has wheels that roll easily over almost any surface, and it makes a great around-the-home adjustable stool for hobbies, yard work, or take it to the car show. The full-flat design makes storage a breeze. Jim has launched an Indiegogo fundraiser and you can get in on the start of what's sure to be an industry favorite. Go to Indiegogo.com and type in Bumby Seat, that's B-U-M-B-E-E, seat, to be one of the first in line to start improving your automotive detailing experience today. That's Bumby Seat on the Indiegogo.com website. A fun folding mobile seat design. So, Ellie, we are back. So I want to dive a little deeper into the corner of this project that you took on. You're a a rare young woman because not too many young women getting to the age where they can start driving say, you know what, I think I want to restore an old car for my first ride. So how did this all start? Have you always considered yourself a car girl?
1: I have not. I actually for a while would always say that I didn't like cars. Because I'm not a very modern car person, I'm a very classic car person. So I can appreciate a modern car, but I I really do love working on classic cars. But since I was eight years old, my dad and I have always... Loved looking at older cars together. We used to live in Texas, so there weren't a whole bunch of like car shows around us. But anytime we saw an old car, we would stop and take pictures of it. And it was a really fun bonding thing for us. And I've always been interested in building things. I'm actually going to hopefully go to college for engineering. So I've always loved figuring out how things worked. And my dad knew that. So we had toyed with this idea of building a car together. But of course, that sounds like a crazy idea, because (laughs) nobody would ever do that. So it was just kind of went into the back of our mind. And then when I was 13-ish, my brother got a car, and my parents started thinking about what I would get for a car Mm -hmm. when I was able to drive. And they asked me what I wanted, and I didn't have any idea. I just said something that would get me from point A to point B, because I didn't need anything special. And my dad said, you like old cars, right? And I was like, yeah, they're really cool. And he said, what if we rebuilt one? And I was like, oh, funny, dad. I <laughs> would love that. That's, that's hilarious. You don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. It'll be fine. But then we started looking at old cars that were easy to restore for beginners. And we stumbled across the Falcon. And I fell in love with the body lines and the taillights and everything about it. And we decided that it was going to be time for us to finally put the wheels in motion to get this car.
0: Well, it sounds like a fun idea. And no doubt your dad uh, loves you very much. And there was an agenda behind this that he gets to spend some more time with you in a very unique and fun way. Because lots of times, and I have a daughter, she's now in her early 30s and has had her first child. Mm. But you know, when, when girls are in their teens, they're kind of at a point in life when they're kind of breaking away from their parents, they want to distance themselves, kind of start to become young adults and everything. But you did kind of the opposite here. So have a very special bond with your dad that that idea convinced you to spend time in the garage with him, and of course, he's loving it, I'm sure. Uh, it sounds like a wonderful thing to do with a daughter.
1: Well, I'm very lucky that my whole family is very close. I consider my brother my best friends, and I consider my parents to be my friends. They're just amazing people. So, I had a really good, solid foundation with my dad before we even started this project. This was really just a project for us to. Get an excuse to go hang out together. (laughs) more than it was a thing of we needed something to bond us.
0: Yeah, well it's very cool. It's a wonderful idea. So you get this car, and we're going to talk about the Falcon a little bit later in our talk. I typically ask my guests about a special car. This has to be your special car no doubt. (laughs) And we'll get into the Falcon because uh, it has a special place in my heart because of its relationship to the Ford Mustang, of course, the platform and how they use that. But first, the videotaping of the process. Now your dad works in that field, so was that Something that he said, hey, we should document this. Was this how it led up to you creating a YouTube channel?
1: So, originally, when they brought it up, they didn't talk about filming it. And I was so ready for it. And then we decided to go to our first Falcon car show. And my dad said, well, let's document it. And I was like, why? (laughs) No (laughs) one's going to be interested in this. And he said, well, it will get you money if you end up doing this. And you keep making videos, there will be a way for you to support what you're doing. And he said, since I know how to do it, we can do it. But little did I know, my parents had a side plot of trying to make <laughs> me more confident in myself. Yeah. Which actually ended up working. Yeah. So So that, that's why they did it. But I mainly did it as a way to make the money so I could do the project and to make sure that I knew everything that I had done so that Now, I guess I could write my college essays and look really good for colleges.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that helps too. Absolutely. So as you started this, how... Did you script it in some way or did dad just say, well, listen, just do this. I'll shoot it. And then we kind of it's a work in progress as it progresses. Because I follow some YouTubers and you go back and look at their first shows and just like my first podcast, a little rough, uh, a little challenging. But as you move along, you kind of get a rhythm and emotion going of how you do it. Has your uh, podcast as your has your YouTube channel evolved and changed
1: since you began it? It has definitely evolved and changed, but I think we've stuck with the same basic flow that we did at the very beginning of that. This is not a how-to channel. This is not me teaching people how to do things. It I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing, uh-huh. and I'm going to make a mistake, but... People have probably made the same mistakes as me, so I might as well document it and show people what I did.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's great. It's a great idea because you look at many shows, even scripted reality shows, they they never want it to go smooth. <laughs> and so your knowledge base and learning process basically makes sure that it does go smooth, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, there are many problems that we face, like having never done this before, one of the first things we ever filmed was taking apart or putting back together the engine. And the first thing I did, my dad handed me this torque wrench that was way too powerful. And I start going and I completely break the bolt. Hey. And my dad stopped recording immediately. He said, how do we fix this? <laughs> yeah. So it really is a thing that we've learned that our mistakes are one, entertaining, and also can help other people not make the same mistakes as us because there are a lot of people who are like, I have this car and I don't know what to do, Mm. so... They figure
0: it out. You know, it's really great. YouTube has become such a wonderful source. I use it all the time. I used it yesterday on something that was going on with my wife's card to try to understand what might be the problem. And just watching it taught me something that how I would have broken something if I tried to take it off the way I thought it came off. But the guy showed me, here's the little trick. So it's a wonderful resource in so many ways. I think it's great. As you got into this project, what are the, what are the favorite aspects or parts of what you're doing in this restoration?
1: My favorite part of the car building process was definitely the engine. I really liked seeing how it worked because I didn't really know how an engine worked before I took it all apart. So that was really, really fun to do. And I loved putting it back together and knowing where each piece went. That was definitely my favorite part. I've really loved every moment of it, even the stuff that I complain about, like (laughs) bodywork. I still get to hang out with my dad and work on my awesome car and every step is one step closer to getting the car of my dreams so i'm willing to put up with it (laughs)
0: well absolutely it is a work in progress and a learning process now your car is a 65 is that right yes so what's the power plant on that vehicle the engine
1: that's a 200 straight six
0: straight six okay Mm -hmm. cool well nice engine to work on Ah, uh, fairly simple and when you relate it to today's cars, really simple, basic and easy to fix, which is gonna be awesome in the future if things go wrong for you because I would guess most of your friends driving your cars, they wouldn't even bother opening the hood or something. Stop the <laughs> vehicle. I, I can't these days. They're too complicated.
1: Yeah, I was actually changing the oil in my car the other day and my mom said hey, the minivan needs the oil change. Mm. Will you do that for me too? And I said, yeah, sure. I know how to do this. I've done it on Carl a million times. So I go under... And for one, the car is so low to the ground that I can't even get under it, which I was shocked by. And then I couldn't find the oil filter. It was a mess. I had to pull my brother out to teach me how to do it on a modern car.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're very complicated. Lots of things are hidden far away have to remove a lot of parts. It's why it costs so much to get an oil change. It used to be uh, 29 bucks. I think now it's like $150 to get an oil change on a car. <laughs> it's just crazy. So if you can do it yourself, you can save some money. I like to ask my guests about what I call driving inspirations, people that have been very influential mentors, if you will, uh, people in your life. I'm guessing that's your dad?
1: Uh, yes. Both my parents are very hard workers. They really go for things they want. My dad was originally a physical therapist, and then decided that he liked videography better Mm -hmm. and moved to that. And that became his full time job. So they both really showed me that I can go for what I want, even if it sounds crazy. But if I work hard enough, I can do it. And they're both incredibly hard workers and do so much for me and my brother so that we can have everything we want to do.
0: Well, you're uh, very fortunate, but you know this young lady, to have a family that's that tight and supportive. It's Mm -hmm. really, really great. If you were going to advise other young people to start a project like this, now whether it's a YouTube channel of documenting what they're doing or getting an old car and learning how to work on it, what would be some of the key pieces of advice you you would direct them towards so they don't hit some big speed bumps?
1: Well, I can't really advise against hitting speed bumps because I think that's the whole process of at least learning how to do a car the first time. My best advice is to do what we did at the very beginning, which is get in contact with people who know your car way better than you do. The first thing we did before even buying my car was go to a Falcon car show and meet a whole bunch of people who had rebuilt their cars. And we got all their contact information. We still have People who we call randomly in the middle of a Saturday Mm -hmm. and ask questions to because we don't know what we're supposed to do. It's really helpful to have that support system.
0: Oh, massive, massive uh, golden nugget you dropped there. Car clubs are the resource. And the great thing is you've learned with car people. They love to talk about their cars. As we're recording your show today, I just came back from a week down in Monterey Pebble Beach for the car week. And that's a, a little trick that I learned with my son. I started taking him when he was only eight. And all you have to do is walk up to somebody and say, tell me about your car. And they'll tell you more than you ever wanted to know, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, as a car person myself, I know that I can talk for hours about everything I've done in my car, and that is not normal for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it really does open up all sorts of paths. I always say cars are a catalyst to us meeting other great people and learning friends. When I was at Car Week, I would see people I haven't seen for a year, but instant bond. Hey, how you doing? It's like you just saw them last week. Cars are a very, I think that it's a very unique category of career and passion and hobbies that not too many others have so it's a it's a valuable thing to do we're going to take a short break thank our sponsors we come back we'll talk about challenges bucket list for your future and of course that falcon of yours so sit tight keep the seatbelts on and we'll be right back auto geeks blackfire sio 2 spray sealant it's a spray on wipe off sealant that's quick safe and easy to clean and protect your vehicles i love using it on all my cars. AutoGeek's Blackfire SiO2 spray sealant is a spray-on wipe-away sealant that uses SiO2 ingredients to provide a slick, brilliant, and long-lasting shine. Silicon dioxide is known to be one of the most effective ingredients in car care products. And Blackfire spray sealant takes advantage of every stunning feature it has to offer. This sealant will protect your paint from road film, dirt, and other common contaminants while providing an impeccable, long-lasting hydrophobic surface that forces water to sheet and bead on your paint for months. Go to AutoGeek.net to get yours and for the best product selections on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. Check them out today. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the U.S. are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand, and we need young men and women to consider these viable career paths. Karjan yeah knows that women make great techs. I've interviewed a lot of them, so we support the nonprofit Tech Force Foundation and its Women Tech Rocks initiative to ensure women see themselves in this profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion And be sure to use the code cars, yeah when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So, Ellie, I like to ask what I call the challenge question, and this is really about you sharing a big obstacle you faced either with your car or your life, a big challenge, maybe even a big failure where you fell flat on your face like you broke that head stud and you had to figure out how to fix it. (laughs) Uh, So walk us through a situation, but here's the key to this question. What did it teach you so that you could move forward in a positive way?
1: So I think I'm going to go with something hard on my car. I... Absolutely hated body work. It was my least favorite thing I have ever done on my car. I am proud to say that I did all of the body work on my car. I'm also proud to say that I've done more standing in my life than I think I ever <laughs> want to do. Yes. It was exhausting. Yeah. And it is the only time in this process that I think for a second I thought, maybe I should just stop. (laughs) Mm. Because it just became repetitive to the point where I didn't want to do it anymore, which is sad to say. But having my dad out there with me, helping it happen faster, and knowing that I was doing this to paint my car, which is something I had wanted to do for almost two whole years at that point, was really worth it. And it also taught me that hard work will be worth it in the end, even if In the present, it doesn't feel like it. (laughs) Yeah. Body work took us about a year to finish.
0: You know, this is an important thought process, and I wanted to ask you this way. When we have things that we have to do, but we don't want to do them, some people procrastinate, they put it off, they put it off, and it never gets done, or they rush through it, and then, especially on body work, you realize, if you rush through body work, I don't care how good you spray a paint gun. It isn't going to look good. It's like painting a house or doing almost anything. So how would you advise anyone listening out there that has to do something that they really don't like, but it's so important for either their learning process or to get to the next stage? How would you advise them to get through that process so that it isn't so much drudgery?
1: So I completely understand the procrastinating because the weekends I told my dad, can I just have an hour before we go out? were endless. But it really is the thing that the sooner you do it, the sooner it's going to be over. And if you do it well, you don't have to go back and do it again. So if you do it once and do it well and do it now, it makes it a lot easier in the long run, even if it feels impossible in the minute.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever heard of the term swallow that frog?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: That's what I think of. If I get up in the morning and I have something I know I need to get done, I always swallow the frog. I do it first. Get it over with. Mm -hmm. Get it out of the way. It's like if you have an exercise routine or a project. If you do that first and it's something that maybe you don't enjoy, you feel so much better the rest of the day, right?
1: Yeah, because you don't have as much hard stuff to do
0: it's not looming over your shoulder which those things are so you know i've heard this a lot from many people restoring cars that preparation body work process is really challenging but i've also had many of guests who love it they love them i guess monotony is the wrong word but they love the process it's just they get into a zone a rhythm uh so uh to each their own but no doubt yeah. it worked really well for you when you think about and you use talked about this earlier, college and wanting to be an engineer. My wife studied engineering in college, became an engineer. That's where we met. Uh, what What's your bucket list moving forward? This could relate to your car project or to your life or to college or what you want to do as a career.
1: Moving forward as a 17-year-old, I have a lot ahead of, of me, so mm-hmm, yeah. I have a lot to do. My goals right now are to finish my car before I get out of high school. And then hopefully write a good enough college essay to get me into the college that I want to go to.
0: Nice. Very nice. McPherson College uh, is a school that I've had several people on this show. In fact, I ran into some friends from McPherson uh, when I was down in Monterey on the lawn at Pebble Beach. Are you familiar with that college? No, no. Oh, gosh, I've got (laughs) it. I've got to send you some notes. It's the I think it's the only or one of only maybe two or three four year universities that offers a four year degree in automotive restoration. If that's a path you want to go. Uh, Engineering, of course, is a part of that. But there's also plenty of great engineering schools around the country, depending on the kind of engineering you want to do. Have you narrowed that down a little bit from mechanical engineering or some of the many engineering fields?
1: So, originally, I was thinking mechanical engineering, but uh the school that I'm looking at doesn't have a mechanical engineering major, mm-hmm. so I was going to go with a physics major, mm. which actually gives you an overview of a whole but different types of engineering so that I can narrow it down later on to figure out which engineering I want to go into.
0: There you go. Well, I've got a great future ahead of you, no doubt. <laughs> I always ask my guests about a special vehicle. Now, obviously, we're going to talk about your Falcon. And as I mentioned before, the Falcon was an interesting vehicle because it was the platform that carried forward with the Ford Mustang. I think also their Econoline and Club Wagon vans used the same platform, if you will. I have to ask first, why a Ford Falcon? This is a very unique choice, especially for a young person today what was it about the Falcon that, that drew you in?
1: <laughs> so I really wanted an old car and I needed something that a first timer like me could restore. Mm-hmm. So we, me and my dad basically went online and Googled the best cars to restore for first timers. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> and we found this list of like 25 cars and the Falcon was on it. And my dad said, look through this list and pick ones that you've, think looked the coolest. Ah. And the Falcon was one of those. And we learned more about it learned that it shared a lot of the parts with the Mustang, which made it a lot easier to store nowadays, because you a lot of those parts are just around. So altogether, it seemed like a pretty good car to start with. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the look of it. And so did my dad. So we decided that that would be a good car to look into a little more.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're cool, cool cars. There's a local guy here where I live that has one that he's built into a race car. And uh it, it's pretty sweet. It's got these big lights on the front. And um, of course, they did race those back in the day as well. Just, of course, like the Mustangs and so forth. And every once in a while, you come across somebody who's built a vintage racer out of a Ford Falcon and put the right power plant in that car. They can go pretty fast and they're kind of a stable car for sure. Have you driven other Ford Falcons to get a sense of what it's like to drive them? No, uh. What? No, wait a minute. You (laughs) haven't even driven a Ford Falcon and you're restoring one. Oh my gosh. I've
1: driven mine, but I have never, I've never driven any other Falcon. Okay. So I wouldn't know if mine is normal, I guess you could say. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely have driven my car a whole bunch. I got my license a few months ago and I've done nothing but drive my car anywhere I can have an excuse to go. It's wonderful. But currently, I cannot drive my car because we have suspension problems, so we're trying to fix that.
0: Ah, okay. Well, that's incentive to get out in the garage and get some things done, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So when you drive your car around, I would imagine you get some pretty interesting looks, uh, people taking pictures, people asking you questions when you're getting gas.
1: A lot of look and a lot of questions, which is kind of funny for someone like me who doesn't love interacting with Mm -hmm. others yeah it's really funny that i chose such an out there car to drive because it's kind of just begging people to ask about it i have loads of stories about people telling me how they had that car in high school or asking me if it's a 64 or 65 and all kinds of stuff and it's really cool to hear how this car that i just thought looked cool like played into so many people's lives there was this guy just filling up next to me and he was my aunt had one of those mm-hmm. and I was like oh he's like I remember writing in that and it's such a good memory for me and I was like well I'm glad you got to see one it's kind of awesome to have this piece of history in a way that can connect with a whole bunch of people that I otherwise wouldn't know and wouldn't talk to it also has gotten me noticed by a few different people people who will um, DM me on Instagram and be like, I just saw you going down the street. <laughs> and that's really funny to me. I got a podcast interview uh, because of my car, mm-hmm. which was really cool. So it's a definitely an out there car and definitely gets me noticed. But I really am so proud of what I've done with the car that I'm almost willing to put up with <laughs> getting <laughs> noticed.
0: <laughs> well, you definitely so tell me the, the thought process on the color because it's a beautiful color.
1: Yeah, so I originally was going to go with a blue, but once I actually saw a falcon at Falcon Nationals a few years ago, and I saw it in the exact shade of blue that I was going to paint Carl, and I t- turned to my dad and I said, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, okay, well, we'll find another color. So I was looking around for a really long time, and for some reason I had this like mint green color in my head. And I couldn't find the right color anywhere. And my dad showed me this picture of an old barber chair. And he said, is that the mint green color that you're talking about? And I said, yeah, that's perfect. That's your grandpa's barber chair. Oh, wow. Now, my grandpa died about eight years ago. He rebuilt plane engines. Oh, my god! Uh, he would have absolutely loved this project. He basically would have been living with us. Yes, of had course. He, yeah. Had he been alive to see this, he would have been amazed and we probably would have gotten a lot closer um but it felt like a cool way to like honor him in a way Mm -hmm. knowing that he would have loved this project if he had been here for it so that and i loved the color it just kind of all worked together
0: it's really nice and i noticed you also have cool you decided to put uh, white walls on the car which i think works great with this era and the color too
1: yes i have gotten a lot of comments on the white walls about how it's really cool and they like it. Um, But I've also gotten those, like, few comments about, like, you decided to go with White Walls. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, you can't please everybody.
1: Yeah, I've always wanted White Walls, even before I knew I was going to have an older car. I just thought they looked cool. And I decided from the start that I was going to put White Walls on my car, and we got sponsored. So I was able to get five White Walls. So even my spare is a White Wall, which is... Really cool.
0: Yeah, that's
1: super super cool.
0: Now I have to ask about the name Carl. Mm
1: -hmm. So I was looking for like old man name ish, (laughs) old man kind of thing. (laughs) Sorry, all Uh, you
0: Carls out there. You just became an old man. (laughs) Sorry,
1: Carl. (laughs) But the real reason that I chose the name is my dad and I. One of our favorite things to do together is listen to Pixar movie and watch Pixar or Pixar music and watch Pixar movies. And if you don't know. There's a movie called Up, Up. where the characters yes, are Carl and Ellie. Yes. And through the beginning of the movie talk about going on adventures together. Mm-hmm. And I was like that's so fitting in so many ways. So there are a few nods to that movie in my car. I have a keychain from Up and on my the inside of my deck lid are my dad and I's hands like in the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: So that is why I went with Carl because I just thought it was so fitting.
0: How oh, perfect. Wow. What a nice story. That's awesome. So I'm going to be your car psychologist today. Kind of crawl into your head a little bit here. If you were reincarnated, pun intended, <laughs> manifest as a vehicle, uh, this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive yourself, the lady in the mirror, who you are deep inside. What kind of vehicle you would you be, but more importantly, why?
1: I think I would be probably... A smaller car Mm -hmm. with a vintage engine. A small Um,
0: car with a vintage engine. Hmm. Yes,
1: which I know sounds weird, but I am a very... I love older things. I Mm -hmm. love knowing exactly how things work. And I know exactly how a vintage engine works. So I would want that as my engine. And then I... Which is very obvious when people meet me. am quite short. Uh So... I think I would be kind of a smaller car that doesn't look as cool as the rest. But when you pop the hood, you realize, oh, this is actually kind of interesting.
0: Hmm, How about a Mini Cooper? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Mm Kind of makes sense. My daughter is very petite and her first car was a Mini Cooper and her license plate was fun-sized so <laughs> for the little candy bars uh, cuz she's very petite and small too and uh the car kind of fit her really well so that was cool. In fact she had two of those, two of those uh Mini Coopers so uh, very cool. Now she has a baby so she says time for something a little bigger for her. So uh so are there some ways that you like to help give back to others and and I'll preface this with what you're doing is In a very unique way, helping others learn that this process of getting into vintage cars and restoring cars is something that really anybody can do. Is that a bit how you see yourself with the YouTube channel?
1: I kind of see myself as a normal person who happens to put her videos on the Internet. I didn't realize at first how many people watched my videos and how many people actually learned things from my videos. But I definitely think that's my like small contribution of giving back to anybody who's interested in this kind of thing of one, showing the people who were originally interested in these cars that the legacy of this car lives on because people like me as a younger generation are still interested in these cars. And also to show people around my age that like, it's possible to work on your own car. You don't have to take it to someone. You don't have to not know how it works. But it's really possible to figure out how your car works. And knowing is actually a lot safer than not knowing.
0: Yeah, especially if you find yourself stranded on the side of the road, you can get yourself out of trouble. So there you go. Or in the driveway. The car usually you don't <laughs> break in the driveway. It's usually out on the road somewhere. Funny how that happens. Is there a great book that you've read and enjoyed you'd like to share with our listeners today?
1: This is going to sound kind of cheesy. It's okay. But it's my manual for my car, <laughs> um, specifically Chapter 8, which was the engine section in the manual. And the reason it's what I would call my favorite book right now, and probably for the rest of my life, is because my dad and I would sit reading that one section for it's so bent in that one section that if you hold the book and just open it up it'll fall right to that section (laughs) and it has grease marks all over it so it's just like a little reminder of like where we started so i absolutely love it
0: ellie uh i'm going to enable you to go on what i call the ultimate drive i'm going to buy you for a minute we'll leave Carl in the garage and we'll think about another vehicle. I'm gonna buy you any vehicle in the world that you would like to have. I'm gonna park it in your garage and you can go on a road trip with anyone that is either living or someone who's past could be with your grandpa. And you can go anywhere. I'm gonna pay for the whole deal. So what does the ultimate drive look like for you?
1: Okay. So it would definitely be with my dad. We've been on many road trips together in cool cars. aka my car. Um <laughs> and it's a blast! We have so much fun listening to music and hanging out together and talking. It's really one of the best times you could have. And the car I would pick, it was actually a car built by another YouTuber. Her name is Simone Gertz. She does a lot of different engineering things. And one of the things she did was she took a Tesla and cut it in half and merged it with a truck and called it a truckla. (laughs) So it's the coolest thing. But yeah, I would want to drive in a truckla. (laughs) A truckla,
0: wow. Well, yeah, since since Elon hasn't been able to pull together that wild truck that he presented years ago, it seems like that project's been very tough to get uh, off the production line. But uh, I've never heard of that. I'll have to check that out. What is the name of the person that has the YouTube channel again?
1: Simone Gert. Oh, Simone, okay amazing. I love her so much. I have watched her for years and years, and she is my inspiration. <laughs>
0: there you go. I love it. Well, you've taken us on a great ride. You've been a great inspiration for all of us today. Really proud of what you've done, Ellie. Before I let you go, would you share a success quote, a mantra, or some type of words of inspiration for a listener out there?
1: I'm not very good at words of inspiration, but I think what I have to say is that Really, if you want to do something, it is possible. You just have to figure out how. And that's really how it's been with building a car. I had no idea how to do it, but I really wanted to. So I figured out how.
0: Yeah, you did, for sure. (laughs) You can do it, definitely. How can people learn more about Ellie's Garage?
1: I'm Ellie's Garage at Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. There you and go. I have elliesgarage.com.
0: I'll put links to all of those on Ellie's show notes page. Just go to the Cars yeah website, type in Ellie's Garage. Everything will be there. I encourage you to follow her, subscribe, check out what Ellie's doing, share her uh, site with someone else who is uh, thinking about getting into the car world or already in the car world, and of course, young people too i think it's great ellie thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and sharing this incredible adventure you're doing with your dad very very cool until you and i talk again i'll see you down the road
1: thank you so much for having me
0: this was great fun thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah drive on over to dot to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun